It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> And we're back. Five holer time, baby. Winter classic over. Holidays over. Pharaoh back in the captain's chair. Craig is a bitch. Can't show up to nothing. Craig's in New York having the time of his life as far as we know. No, I'm happy for Craig. Craig, we miss you, buddy. Hope you are having a wonderful holiday. But I'm here, as always, with the boys from Five Holers. Zach, what's going on, buddy? Happy New Year's, Pharaoh. Happy New Year's, Jeff. Yeah, happy New Year's, boys. Last time we'll have to say that, right? I hope so. See you guys. We're in. See you guys next decade. But we're already in that decade. I'm not sure if your math checks out there, but we'll go with it. Hey, you know what? You know whose math does check out? Jeff, Calgary's. What's going down in Calgary? Um. Well, uh, last week, um, Mika Kippersoff was back in the building in Calgary. Uh, for no real apparent reason other than to just see a game there. Uh, they went and they played a highlight reel uh, for him and then uh, played Duhast while they were going and uh, showing his uh, like stat line as the all-time leader in wins for Calgary and several other goal kind of ca- uh, categories. But that's kind of the reason I asked uh, you to play uh, either Six Nine Eyes or Lordy or him because, um, I mean, there's plenty of other good Finnish music that fits with hockey and they went with German. But I guess, you know, something European. Uh, it's just weird to me because it's like, I don't think I've seen that before where there's, they just have a player goes back to a game and they decide to do all this stuff for no reason, no uh, retirement jersey thing, no ring of honor induction. He was just there and they decided to do all this stuff. It definitely, it. it definitely seemed bizarre to me too that they were just, that like it, it, it seems like something they may have slapped together when they realized he was in the building, you know? Somebody yeah. from the marketing team was like, hey, let's just do this tonight because he's just in the building. We'll do it before the third period and we'll just play it. Yeah, I mean, it almost seems like, yeah, someone saw him there in the first period. They're like, all right, let's get together highlight reel and uh, put this out. I don't know. Maybe that's the way things are done in Calgary and we just don't know about it. Is that why they have, like, yeah. up and down seasons? <laughs> yeah, it depends on who's there because, I mean, I do remember one with the Gimla where they had a ridiculous little video for him. But I think he hit some record or something, or they were retiring his jersey, or there was like a real reason that they had it for him. That is also true. Yeah, I mean that definitely makes sense for Ginla. But I mean Kiprasov was a big guy for their franchise too. I'm not surprised they honored him. It just did seem a little sudden and a little um, I don't want to say half baked, but definitely kind of phoned in at the last minute. Definitely half-assed. I will say that. Definitely half-assed. Well, if anyone well, knows I mean, anything it, about half-assing, definitely, I'm half-assing. In their uh, ring of honor, at some point, the guy led the organization and wins for goalie, and like I said, a couple other goalie categories too. So it just didn't make sense. Why not just do that all in one shot? But 
Yeah. You know, I mean, when you look at what Canadians do, Canadians are f- fucking weird. So, I mean, from one Canadian to another, Justin fucking Bieber, the man of many jerseys. What's going down with him? Jeff, what's going down with Justin Bieber? Well, I mean, he was practicing with some of the Leafs guys uh, before uh, New Year's, and then uh, recently Bennington went in uh put out um, trying to have him in a, a shootout battle. And he said if you score on one goal on 10 shots, uh, he'll dye his hair uh, or he'll bleach his hair like Bieber does. And uh, Bieber came back saying that uh, to put down some money on a charity for it. So, I mean, seems like something that might actually happen. Yeah, I could see them doing that. Uh, not necessarily during a game, but maybe maybe in a practice or something. My question, though, is with Babcock out and Bieber suddenly appearing, is this all part of some grand scheme to get the Maple Leafs back on track? Oh, yeah, Bieber's the big that's going to correct the Maple Leafs. I mean, he's been around this organization ever since he's been famous. It really hasn't helped or hurt them at all. Yeah, I mean, aside from him going and pretending to be a Blackhawks fan and a Kings fan, and I think he even wore a Caps jersey at one point in time. I mean, he definitely, as Chinuti said, is a man of many different jerseys, and it's uh, it's always interesting seeing what angle he's coming at when it comes to hockey. Usually it's just a publicity yeah. stunt. Go ahead, Jeff. He's just trying to catch them all. Oh. <laughs> I just think he's a, he's a like a – a PR stunt waiting to happen every time he does this fucking thing with the jerseys and shit like that. He's like the Snoop Dogg of hockey. Snoop Dogg wears so Snoop many jerseys. Snoop Dogg does it in hockey too. Snoop Dogg does it in hockey too. What is he like a oh, Kings, yeah, Kings Ducks fan? I think he's a Ducks fan, but he's like done some announcing with the Kings. He's, uh, he was at one of the All Star games DJing there. Like I'm, he's one. Of- bunch of different jerseys too yeah i've I've seen him in a pittsburgh jersey seen him in a caps jersey i've seen him rangers jerseys snoop dogg seems to be all over the place but the man loves hockey what can you say hey i mean i mean it's good you look at these two guys they're they're huge people know them whether we like their music or not different story but like still they're promoting hockey which is always a good thing to get it out there to more people I think that's also a good point. Like, what what two superstars would you rather have than Bieber and fucking Snoop Dogg? Bieber will get you the 13-year-old girls to love hockey. Snoop Dogg will get your 50-year-old uncle to like hockey. We need a Tom Hanks in the mix. Him and, him and Dave Grohl, and I think we'd be, like, completely set. But I feel like, you know who I feel like would really get people into hockey? Who? Tortorello. My uh, man, Torts. Listen. I don't know what this man eats before every game or whatever he snorts before a game. I think it's a bowl of razor blades. I think that's <laughs> I think that's his diet at this Did point. Did you see the rant? Did everybody see the rant? Oh, yes. Jeff, you saw the rant, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. But you know what's the fucked up part about the whole thing that with the rant? What? He was absolutely fucking right. 100% correct, if you ask me. Go ahead and talk on it. All right, so um, for those of you that didn't see, this was, um, I don't remember which game this was in, but either way, the Blue Jackets, they were in overtime. They were obviously tied at that point. A penalty was called um, in the last two minutes of play, and a um, there was a 1.2 seconds that elapsed off the clock that shouldn't have elapsed off the clock. The referees declined to put the time back on the clock, and um, as a result, um, the Blue Jackets scored at the buzzer, 
and it was what 0.2.3 seconds over either way if they had actually put the time back on the clock the goal would have counted and wouldn't have gone to a shootout where not only did the blue jackets lose they lost their goaltender to injury during the shootout as well so um you know i I think Tortorella is 100% correct on this. And, you know, his whole rant was essentially, if we have this technology, why the fuck aren't we using it? And um, those are, uh, those are you know, that's that's Tortorella's stance, and that's Tortorella through and through. He's going to stick up for his team. He's going to stick up for his players. He's always been like that. And man ended up getting fined and having to apologize for being completely correct about something. I think that Tortorella has a point. I think he probably did not make it in the most healthy way humanly possible by trying to knock over his Tim Hortons cup banging on the podium. But, um, you know, that's uh, he made a point, and um, I think he made a good one. Yeah, I think yeah, – I mean, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, everything he said was uh, accurate. It's just he always has a great way of uh, expressing it. But I, I love watching his press conferences, and it's one of those guys that you hope is in the NHL. I don't think you necessarily hope he's your team's coach, but he needs to be there for the entertainment value. I mean, like you were saying, he was absolutely right. I don't know what the ruling is exactly, but it was over a second. I know in the NFL, it's got to be at least two seconds for them to add time back onto the clock um i don't think that's the case with hockey and like you said all the technology's there why would you not do it fallout from it was huge and he got fined with twenty thousand dollars today i think uh for his comments because he spoke out against the league where it's like what he was saying is what should have happened but they don't want people to speak out and say that they did stuff wrong and so they hit him with the fine i mean he's one of those people it's not going to make a difference though you find him he's still going to come back and say shit and shit goes awry with it I guess my problem with the whole thing is just hockey purists were talking about like how he brought up technology and shit. And like, oh, but well, that's what makes us different from MLB, NHL, NBA, or MNFL, NBA. It's like we don't have to use those those technology wannabe shit. I'm like, yeah, but you see what just happened. And like, Torts had a point saying he needed to put time back on the clock. It was a significant. What if this was a playoff game? What then? Like, what, what What if this was a deciding game in a playoff game? Would we say that the like they didn't deserve to win? Like, because there was human error and there was some shit going on? I don't know. I feel like the NHL really needs to pick up some things, and I think that's one of them. I just think Torts is just an outspoken guy, just telling everybody how it is, and he'll always be that coach. I mean, he's been that coach since I've seen him play for the Rangers and all that shit, so... Yep, continuing to speak about the Columbus Blue Jackets. They've been on quite a roll here. Jeff, you want to tell us a little bit about how they've been playing? Yeah, I mean, right now they're up to 11 consecutive games with a point. Um, by the time this comes out, they'll either be at 12 or they'll, the streak will have ended. But either way, it's a pretty impressive run for a team that, you know, started off the year losing some of their biggest names, like with this offseason. I think the people didn't have that great of expectations for them. And then you look at what's happened, they've had some big injuries to this team recently. Like you said, they just lost their goalie in that uh, shootout loss uh, two games ago. Um, and they, they're also without Atkinson, without Warrenberg. Um, they, I feel like they're short like 10 guys on this team. Um, and it's just crazy to think that they're able to do this with such a stripped roster at this point, basically. 
I think that really speaks to the Tortorella style of hockey they play too. They're heavy on the forecheck, they're heavy on the back check, and they get from point A to point B quickly, and I think it's really served them well. I mean, they've had the Caps number up until the last game that we played. I mean, they blew, they, they blew us to smithereens the first two games we played this season, and um, they're a strong team, and not only are they you know a strong team, they know, they're, they know how to play to their opponents, and I think that's one of the hallmarks of torts hockey is that you know who your opponent is and you play a style that matches up against theirs the right way i think that's how like you said it goes back to torts i feel like when you look at the games against the metro they've been pretty close games and i think he knows how to match up well with the caps the islanders all those teams penguins like he says he can you can he can beat you with speed or he can hit you hard below the belt and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a scrum battle two one one two like that's how that's how their game is played, honestly. And but like to see them come, they're not. I mean, the Penguins overcome all, come overcame all their injuries. Can the can the Blue Jackets do it? I mean, could they? I mean, I think they definitely can, and I think that um, I, you know, I think that they're a team that really sticks together more than anything else, which is a big thing. Um, but uh. You know, you just uh, you just said that the Penguins have overcome all of their injuries. I think now would be a good time to mention the Jake Gensel injury. Ugh, I don't uh, want to talk yeah. about it. So who's who's seen video of this? I've seen video. Who? Wait, that who, shoulder was. I I I watched that injury twice and only twice because it just made it made me fucking hurt looking at it. The guy scores a fucking goal, goes down awkwardly, and. Just that that limp off the ice with his arm hanging straight down, like you already could tell what was going to happen. Yeah, it was obviously he broke yep. his clavicle, he dislocated his shoulder, did something of the sort, and now he's out four to six months having shoulder surgery. Um, you know, and that's um the it, it seems like the Penguins have been more banged up than pretty much anybody on the on the planet this year, and yet they're in the playoff hunt still. Yes, they're still in the playoff hunt. They're make they're you know there's been talks of them making them trying to make a move. I mean, Gensel was their leading scorer for the season. He had what 20 goals through the through the first half of the season jeff does that sound right to you yeah and i mean they've been without crosby for a stretch he should be coming back soon they've been without malkin for a stretch he was like the one guy who was kind of being able to bridge this gap it seemed like uh at least point wise and uh pretty big injury for the team but i mean you talk about torts can do in uh columbus it's got to be the same way here in pittsburgh i mean the coaching has got to be strong in a situation like this where you're going through not just a bunch of injuries but your star and players going out too and they're able to not only like maintain the curve but they're like a playoff team right now with a team that if you looked at it on paper I don't think you'd think that they'd be doing as well as they are that's true but I mean who can who can who can overcome this but them you know what I mean like, I mean, honestly, I can't overcome it. He's on my fantasy team, and I'm probably going to lose now. <laughs> so this is great. But uh, we hope for a speedy recovery. I mean, come on. He was one of the most electric players in all of hockey for that stretch. I just, I think it's just one of those seasons where injury bug is just going to hit everyone at once. You know what I mean? Yeah, speaking of injuries, we've got the Boston Bruins are banged up too now. Jeff, you want to elaborate a little bit on who they got sitting on IR? Yeah, I mean, recently uh, they put both Krug and McAvoy on IR, and Haichich uh, has been out for a couple games. Uh, he's supposed to be coming back this week. Uh, but still, they're a team that was, uh, you know, doing well from the injury point of view and was uh, destroying teams in the league. I mean, they were the 
number one team in the league for the longest time. Um, but they seem to have taken a step back here recently, and it definitely seems like, you know, it's another team. Is, is this uh, injury bug going to gonna hurt them, or they're going to be able to do well with uh, the guys that they're bringing up from the AHL? Um, I, they definitely don't have to deal with as many injuries as Columbus and Pittsburgh right now. I don't think they have to hit the panic button from that point of view, but... Uh, yeah, how, how do you guys think this is going to impact the Bruins? Honestly, I think the Bruins will be fine going through it. Um, even with uh, with Krug and McAvoy on IR, I think they have a lot of strong talent in the pipeline. They have people who will step up. But more than anything else, I think the fact that they padded themselves out so well in the first half of the season is going to help them get through this rough patch. I mean, you look at them; they, you know, they're still tops of the league, and it's, um, you know, they have a cushion there. They have room where they can slide for a little bit, and I think that that's going to be something they're very happy they have in the next few weeks here. I just think all. Exactly. That's, that's what I was just about to say. I was about to say, like, the teams behind them, I mean, even if they do take, like, a nice skid, until everybody comes back, they'll still be either second or third in the Atlantic, so. Yeah, I don't think it'll be an issue for them. And, I mean, I think the Caps are going through a similar slide right now. And the Caps are, they're not having injury trouble, but they have the flu hit in the locker room right now. And it's another team that padded out a lead for themselves. And, I mean, they've lost, the Caps have, what, lost three or four now, if I'm not yep. mistaken? Yep. And it's, um, you know, it's that time of year where they can take a slide if, it's, if that's what's going to happen. And I'm glad they had that lead padded in there to begin with. I mean, the Metro division is, is theirs for the taking. I mean, they've looked good. I mean... The, what what basically is the Caps mo, and I've been saying it all year. It's not only just injuries, but them not playing well in in like the, the third period and letting teams climb back, and now they're in overtime every single time. Yep. It just it's just unbelievable watching them, knowing that you know there's going to be an extra period coming because either it's goaltending, it's defending, it's losing pucks in the between the blue lines. It's just ridiculous. Well, and I, I don't know, you guys can definitely watch more Caps games than I can. I've only really seen the last two weeks, the games we picked for it, but it even seems like they're moving slower. Like, they, I, I don't know, it doesn't seem like the Caps, like, you used to seeing where they're flying around the ice. I, I don't know, it just seems like the pace has slowed down in the games, too. Yeah, it definitely seems like the pace has slowed down, and some of that could be, it could be illness. But at the same time, this is the time of year where the Caps always take a slide. They're going to... It's just it's what happens, and hopefully they'll they'll come back ready for the for the playoffs in the spring. I hate using the word sandbagging, but they've been sandbagging it, and that's like you said, they always do that before like the All Star break and all that shit, and then they come back super red hot after, and then kind of towards the playoff time they'll lose a couple, and we'll say they're going in cold, and we'll see what happens in the first round. I mean, that's just the that's a, as a Caps fan, that's how what I got used to seeing, you mm-hmm. know. No, I agree. Mm. So, like, what do you? Wh- what's next on the docket? Are we doing Junior World Games, baby? Oh yeah, we are going to do a World Juniors update here. Hell yes! So, um, just to get out ahead of things, so on twelve twenty eight, Russia slaughtered Canada six to nothing. The U.S. beat Russia the next day three to one. Switzerland had a really big win over Finland. Um, that's that was a big surprise for everybody. And then the quarterfinal games went as follows. Russia beat Switzerland 3-1. Canada beat Slovakia 6-1. Blowout game. The Czechs lost to the Swedes 5-0. And the Finns, of all people, beat the United States of America 1-0. So this gives us quarterfinals lining up 
I mean, sorry, semifinal games lining up Sweden versus Russia and Canada versus Finland. So, um, you know, looking at this, um, you know, there were a couple upsets. Finland beating the United States of America was definitely an upset, although the Finnish team has looked uh, I'm phenomenal. I'm going to disagree with that, man. They, they beat them last year. Like, I, I don't think uh, that U.S. should have had, like, fair better for that because, I mean, they, the Finns knocked them out last year. Uh, they, I don't think that was necessarily an upset. And you look at the way that goalie has been playing through this whole tournament. Like, he's playing out of his mind. That is true. They have had the hot hand in net, which is definitely something people ride. Um, as far as other, as far as other things to note here, so what's going on with Russia, Jeff? How do you feel about their performance right now? I mean, they played, they played in a relegation game, and now they're in the semifinals. Yeah, I mean, they've they've been all over the place. I feel like this tournament. I mean, they've had some. They started off with a loss to the Czechs, who uh, as we saw the day got their shit kicked, um, and then they lost to. The U.S. right, and they get yes. shit out of Canada, and it's like they've been up and down all over the place. I mean, this is a team that I feel like you know could go off, where at the same could implode. I feel like the game in Sweden is going to be like a little bit more uh, more of a blowout than the Canada Finland game, uh, just because Russia is so combustible. And I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Sweden pulling it off. Um, they've got the the goal scoring there. Uh, and they've been a lot more consistent. They finished another year without losing a game in the uh, round robin. Yep. And add to that ridiculous streak they have going there. Uh, I, I don't. I think that they're going to get into the championship game, and uh, Russia will be playing for gone. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, Jeff. I think Russia comes in hot and takes that game by a narrow margin. But that's just that's just my thoughts on the subject. I think that uh. I, I I think Russia's hungry to win, and I think that they might, that they're going after another medal here. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the same thing. Mother Russia coming in hot, taking over like it's 1987. Sure. Okay. Miracle on ice ain't happening, bitches. So who's your who's your who's your pick for Canada and Finland, Jeff? I'm gonna go with the Finns. I think it's gonna be another low scoring game where it's like on their goalie to win them the game. Uh, but I think it's going to be like a 2-1 win for the Fens. I'm going Canada in that game, but I think it is going to be a low-scoring, close affair. I'll be surprised. Canada shit out of Slovakia today, and they've been looking good when they're good. They score a lot. I mean, I'll be surprised if it doesn't go into overtime. I'm going to be straight on it. I think you guys are right. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be like the... Have you ever seen the Mighty Ducks too? Kind of when they played the uh, Iceland team and they got just absolutely <laughs> destroyed. So I mean, it's just just going to be a bloodbath and there's knuckle pucks and we'll see what happens. But in in honest, I hope there's a knuckle puck. If there's a knuckle puck, I'm I'm ter- I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet that out so many times. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, man, Canada, baby, let's get it. I'm with Canada, so one. I'm gonna say. Canada one zero in overtime. Damn, that's a that's a nail biter right there, Shanuti. I'm here. I'm here for the hot takes and the and the nice cakes. Hot takes and nice right. cakes. Then uh, who's your championship in uh, third place? Well, will be over by next episode. I mean, it's got to be Russia, right? I got to be. I mean, the Russian against Canada. I mean, it's the game that everybody wants to see. I feel like I think that one is going to be a little bit more tight. 
Um, then 1-0 in overtime. I think there'll be more goal scoring. I should say it like that. So, I, But I think Russia wins. Mother Russia, like we said before, I think it's gold medal or nothing for them, right? And then I feel like Finland wins um, the uh, bronze medal. And then we all go home happy. Canada gets second. Canada cries. Sidney Crosby cries. We all cry together. All right. Well, just a, just a hot take off of Mr. Shanuti here. I'm going to go with Canada beating Russia in the, in the gold medal game, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Finns for the bronze medal game too. Um, I think that uh, their goalie stands on his head and uh, and uh, manages to pull pull it off against the Swedes. All right. Uh, I mean. My uh, championship team from uh, the first go-round is still alive, so I think I have to kind of pick Finland to win the uh, gold. I think it'll be low-scoring, as a lot of their games tend to be. Uh, that I think we'll go into overtime again. Um, and then I think Canada takes uh, bronze and Russia goes home without a medal. Wow. That's a hot take. And That's more hot than anything. Chucks their medal into the stands again. yeah how petty do you have to be to do that i mean that's like come on man i know i understand you're russia and you think you're better than everybody else vladimir putin or whatever the fuck gets pigeons to salute them and shit but throwing throwing bronze medal inside the fucking uh, arena like don't be petty just throw it outside in the garbage can like usa basketball did did usa basketball really do that usa basketball basically called it we went over there to get a big ass penny so, I mean, that's how I feel like Russia does. I mean, the they, more you know. I mean, just saying, right? That's how Russia does things out, out there. I mean, do you think they're, do you think, do you th- really, like Jeff's saying they're going to get a, a bronze. I don't think that's right. No, no, I said no medal. And do I think that they will all survive till the next uh, World Juniors if they come back with no medal? I don't know. <laughs> so do they get regulated just by themselves? They just regulate themselves and say we're not coming back? No, I mean, they come back. It's what Germany and Kazakhstan. Uh, Germany's up one nothing right now. It's a best-of-three series. Loser back gets regula- or relegated. That's true. Well, from the, from the junior games to the All-Star game. Boys, how we feeling? How we feeling about the All-Star game? Zach, I throw it off to you. You throw it off to me. Well, surprise, surprise. Well, actually, nobody's surprised. Alexander Ovechkin is skipping the All-Star game this year. Who would have thought? Who would have thrown up on the house? Ovechkin missed down to the chimney. No St. Nick. Yeah. Nick Backstrom could still make it in in the fan vote. That's true. I'll vote for him. Yeah, but we got a, we got a list here of undeserving, undeserving players and snubs. Jeff, you want to walk us through? Uh, well... Okay, before I start this, does every team have to be represented? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, then I, I kind of understand some of uh, some of these people getting. <laughs> now in. you get you now you get why some of these are not snubs, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I guess I mean because Bertuzzi may be one of the better players from Detroit, but really no one from Detroit should be there. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's a wild card team if they get it together. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They they could be the Blues. They are the worst team in the league at the end of the year. Uh, they won't do it, though. Okay, well. And it's not going to be on Tyler Bertuzzi's back. <laughs> definitely not. But it's funny to see that he made it just because everybody has to be represented. And 
some of these guys that are gonna make it are they really like 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 a Bertuzzi? Are they really all stars? I look at Shea Weber and wonder why he's there. I mean, I think that the the only reason he's there this year is to win win the hardest shot competition because Montreal needed somebody to be on be on the all star roster. Again, it's almost works in reverse by having every team represented that you're gonna like pass up so many better players just to go and fit the guy who's you know average because he's on the shitty team he's he's the best player on that team so he makes it in where you know you could have gotten a much better roster for all these teams in here if you were to say you don't have to necessarily be represented yeah and you can make it i'm kind of curious who's going for pittsburgh now that gensel's out too I mean that's a that's a question for Jeff. Will we assume Columbus's goalie is not going to be able to make it? What? Columbus's goalie is going to be out too. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder. Uh, I don't know. Columbus is represented though, so I think Columbus is good to go. But the only Pittsburgh Penguin who is supposed to be going is Jake Gensel. So I'm wondering if what they send Malkin instead. I wonder if they send the goalie. You think they send their goalie? Yeah, that would kind of kill two uh, birds with one stone for the been, NHL. He's been doing really good for them, coming in for uh, Murray there. Yeah, so he's been going. He has what the record for longest consecutive uh, shutout. Yep, he's, he's been solid this year. I think that he he's someone who deserves it. It works out perfectly. There's a goalie out. Just put him in there. So, uh, but hey, Cap and goalies playing together. I know we're talking a lot about people who are undeserving, but there's people in there that didn't make it in our point. Like, there's two people I really want to talk about because I think they're really good, Aho and Point. Like, I think both of them have been playing very well. I think they've played over their expectations, in my opinion. Just to go to points, uh, to points, my point to point, that I think he's 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 holding that team together. Like, I think he's actually playing great hockey both sides, and I think – he correct me if I'm wrong. His plus minus has been outstanding. Same with Ajo's. Yeah. So those are my two people that I'm saying. I understand what the NHL is doing, but both of them should be in the All Star game. And I just didn't like how. I guess the whole going back to the whole every team is represented. It just shows that some players that are All Stars are not going to be shown in this game. Yeah, and I mean just following up with that too. Um. I'm going to eat my words here because there are two players that I really just don't, just plain don't like for a number of reasons. But Svechnikov and Marchand were both surprises for me for not making it. Svechnikov's having a phenomenal season. He's putting up points left and right. And I know Dougie Hamilton was the obvious choice from Carolina to go, but I thought Svechnikov could probably sneak in as a second for them. And then Marchand not going to the All-Star game is crazy. He's top three in the, well, he might be top five in the league in points now. But either way, the man is... As much as I hate the rat face, fuck, the man's having a career season right <laughs> Somebody now. Somebody get this man a bar of soap. He needs to clean his mouth out. Yeah, I mean, he's riding largely on the success of the line that he's playing on, but at the same time, he is still having a phenomenal season and putting up points. It really does come as a shock to me that he was snubbed. Jeff, who are your big, biggest snubs this year? I mean, from what you guys said, I, I kind of disagree that Dougie should have made it for Carolina because I'm with you guys that either Aho or Svechnikov should have been the guy for uh, Carolina to make the All-Star team. But uh, I, my biggest nubs, I would say, where's McCarr? Like, the, the best rookie in the league right now are Hughes. Neither of the top two rookies in the league are on this uh, this team. And then um, I would also go with Pacioretty. He's actually, like, He's had a nice resurgence there in uh, Vegas, and he's having a really good season. I mean, I feel like 
Like, Flurry's the go-to guy, and that's almost the reason some of these guys are in here is because, like, if you can only pick one, there's a guy who's always going to be that one to represent the team. Um, but it is kind of interesting that there's, there's 13 guys that this is their first all-star appearance, obviously. Um, it might be a little less with Detzel and uh, Corpusalo going to miss the game, but uh, it's, it's a lot younger team. I think there's only uh, the long Weber is the only one who's been there for, or oh, him and Kane, seven and nine appearances. But outside of that, a lot of first and second time players in this game. Yeah, I to to that point, like, is that showing that the league is progressing? Like, do you think there's some young talent that's coming up to their potential, or do you think it's just what we're talking about? Just so many injuries are happening, and this is what we're left with. I think it's all marketing. I think the NHL knows they need to market their young talent, and they also know that people like Alexander Ovechkin just plain aren't going to attend the All Star Game. So there, are a lot of the older talent are people that they're not even bothering with at this point in time. That said, there are a lot. There's a lot of younger talent that was missed out on, so I don't really know where their heads are at with it. Yeah, I mean, like they let the bench do the person because they knew Ovechkin would win. <laughs> they knew he wouldn't show up, so they're like, "All right, we can add whoever the hell we want for it." But yet, there's a Backstrom. I think I would have put in there over Holpe for the Cavs. Yeah, I agree. I think the Backstrom deserves to go. I feel like he almost. Do you finally get one? Because he seems like he gets snubbed every year, and I feel like it was because one person had to go, and Ovechkin was always the guy for the Cavs. Yep, Backstrom always living in Ovechkin's shadow. What else is new? <laughs> he is a fan favorite. I think he's more of a fan favorite than any cap right now. What do you think? I mean, Nick Backstrom's been my favorite capital for years now, so I, my opinion really doesn't matter here. <laughs> All right. Well, we do talk a lot about the NHL, but let's talk about the. Let's. We're gonna. Jeff, did you have anything on outside the NHL you wanted to recap? Or are we jumping straight into games to watch here? We can jump right straight into the game. You right. bitch. I'm just kidding. Wow. Well, I mean, I can talk about it. You guys have anything? No, I'm just kidding. I just, I'm just, i saying, if you haven't watched any of the NCAA teams, please go watch them. There's a lot of young talent that you guys need to keep an eye on, not just for us, for everybody else, because we're going to talk a lot about them in the offseason. And um, you know what? We want you to be, We want you to be informed. So we'll just go straight to the game to watch. All right. So I am going to try to decode the spreadsheet that the iceberg that sunk the Titanic put to de- put together here. So um, our spreadsheet is the Titanic. Yes, that's Craig is sinking this spreadsheet. I think that's actually <laughs> how this works, right? Yep, absolutely. That's why you got the nickname, not because of his weight. All right, perfect. But so in in that was mean. It was a joke. Come on, see. Oh, he's going to call Oh my god. Out. No, it's it's been a running joke. He says it. He says it. I didn't say that. Uh, I think you and Craig should fight on air next week. Oh, we definitely will. We have to videotape that, though. Okay, I got you. We'll bring right, the camera. Com- coming next week, heavyweight boxing My championship. Fuck you, My money Jeff. definitely on. I don't know. Well, next week we're going to wings beforehand, too. So it really is anyone's game, I think. It depends who poops the most. Because whoever poops the most has a lighter stomach, and they can move faster. You know, he makes a good point. Either way. <laughs> either way. First game of the week last week was on 12-28. It was Arizona versus the Vegas Knights. I personally had Arizona winning this game 6-3, um, being a hot commodity right now. The Las Vegas Golden Knights won the game 4-1. to As far as predictions everyone else had, we had Jeff predicting Arizona would win 3-1, to 
and Craig predicted Las Vegas would win 4-2. to two. So, of course, Craig's ass, who ain't here, who had the closest score and the only win of last week, was the only was was the one who guessed correctly here. So that, good job, buddy. Yes. Um. I, admittedly, I did not watch this game. I did watch the other two. However, Jeff, did you catch this game? Yeah, of course I watched this game. I picked this game. <laughs> this bitch. Yeah. Uh. I mean, it started off pretty good. Uh. It was a solid first period, back and forth. Um. Uh. Some ridiculous saves by Flurry in the first. Um. And uh, Arizona jumped out to a one nothing lead. So, uh, or no, never mind. Don't score first. Uh, but Arizona had a nice goal. Get back in it shortly after. It was two one after one. Um, honestly, my player of this game was uh, Garland. He had like some a couple solid uh, breakaways uh, early on in the game. Uh, he had an assist on the only goal for them. But Vegas just kind of turned it on after the. Uh, first period and they, they got two quick goals early in uh, the second I think it was 12 seconds into the second Stevenson scored I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard of that guy um, and then uh, less than two minutes later Stasny got another one and it just seemed like they were able to fit on that lead for the rest of the game kind of thing and they were uh, Arizona wasn't really getting anything going there alright well let's see moving on to the next game we had on twelfth on New Year's on New Year's Eve, the Islanders and the Capitals. My own personal prediction for this game was the Caps winning three two. We had Jeff predicting the Caps would win two to one, and Craig predict, predicting the Caps would win three to one. So since all three of us picked the Caps, obviously they weren't going to win this game. Washington Capitals fall four three to the Islanders. This was my game of the week. I watched the whole thing. Um, it was a nice little matinee game, which uh, matinee games are usually nails in the coffin for the Caps, which I. Uh, probably should have had my pick changed there, but the homer in me will live on. Um, the uh, the Islanders hopped out to a quick 2-0 lead in this game in the first period. Then the Caps tied it up, um, got got it back to 2-2. The Islanders go up 3-2 again. The Caps tie it 3-3. And then the final, the final goal was scored, and uh, the Islanders win 4-3. Um, this was a game that even though there was some back and forth, the Caps were never... They, they really weren't in it the entire first period. The second period, they definitely came roaring back. But then the third period was all was all the New York Islanders. Um, the Caps had sustained pressure for the last six to seven minutes of the game, including, you know, full two minutes of having the goalie pulled. And unfortunately, Semyon Barlamov just seemed to play out of his mind in this game. Um, I think the Caps could have won this one if someone else would have been between the pipes. But Varlamov really was the standout player in this game. Um, you know, despite giving up three goals, he really was what kept them in it. Um, Jeff, did you catch any of this game? Yeah, I watched this one. Uh, it, it seemed like the, the biggest issue was the turnovers in this game. I think oh, yeah, they were terrible. They scored two goals off of terrible turnovers, like right in front of the net. And then uh, I think the Islanders had at least one, and they had another like breakaway off of the turnover yep. that, uh, that ended up, I think, going off the pipe. It was just like, I don't know, it seemed more of a sloppy game for uh, a one versus two type of game, but yeah, I mean, the Islanders seem to outplay them a little bit, a little bit but overall, I mean, I, I, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I guess. No, I agree with you, and that was, um, and I mean, honestly, this is, um, as a goaltender, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Braden Holpe's play was pretty shaky in this game too, I think. I'm not sure if there were ice issues, but it seemed like the pucks were knuckling and he just wasn't tracking the way he normally does. And I'm not blaming him for the loss in any way, shape, or form, but at the same time, having him being a little shaky definitely was a worrying factor for the Washington Capitals in this game. 
I just think they need an insurance plan just in case. Well, that's what they have Elias Samson all for. At least that's what they're saying. Well, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yep. All right, so moving on to our final game of the week here, the Winter Classic. da da dong Played on New Year's Day at 2 p.m. Central in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. We had a matchup of the... Howdy. 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 There it is. We had the Nashville Predators playing the home team, the Dallas Stars. Yeah! And the predictions went as follows. I had Nashville winning 7-4 to four due to absolutely horrible ice conditions. Jeff had Nashville winning 4-3. to three. Craig had Nashville winning 5-2. to two. So, of course, what happened? Dallas won 4-2. to two. Um, there's, a, there's a decent bit to talk about with this game, though. Um, first and foremost, um, the Nashville Predators jumped out to an early 2-0 lead. The, uh, the game started out, and within the first three minutes, Ryan Ellis went down to an elbow to the head by Corey Perry. And Corey Perry did what was probably the most prolific walk of shame I've ever seen in a professional sporting event. Um, he, uh, he he walked what? Probably a hundred yards almost. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that was the longest walk of shame. <laughs> like I was sitting. And at, it was right at the beginning of the game too. <laughs> I was yeah. I was sitting at Gordy's house watching this, and me and him were absolutely dying with laughter. I mean, everyone hates Corey Perry. Um, at least. As, as far as I know, everyone hates Corey Perry with the exception of maybe Corey Perry. So it was actually kind of entertaining to see him do this gigantic walk of shame. That said, you know, Ryan Ellis getting hurt, you know, no one ever wants to see that. But um, it's not exactly unexpected from Corey Perry. He's going to have a hearing tomorrow with the NHL to see um, what his supplemental discipline is going to be. But um, as a result, the uh, the uh, Nashville Predators had a five-minute power play, which they had a full two minutes of five-on-three during, and managed to score two goals during that period. But that would be all they scored um, during this game. There was also a penalty shot for the Dallas Stars um, shortly thereafter. It was a very exciting first seven to eight minutes of the hockey game. But then um, as the ice conditions deteriorated, you could tell people were kind of taking pot shots. Um, the Dallas Stars came back, scored four unanswered goals, and won the game. Um, so, you know, fanfare aside, Jeff, um, what did you think of this game? Um, what were the keys? Yeah, I love this game. This is my favorite one of the three. Um, it, it was entertaining the whole way through. The hitting, like, never stopped throughout the game, despite the announcers really wanting it to stop. It seemed like they're like, oh, no, they can't maintain this hitting all game long after the first. And then after the second, they're like, well, I mean, they got to slow down to the third. So it was probably the worst fight of the season that came where the two of those guys, uh, after the big hit by uh, Watson, it was that little scuffle where they just kind of grabbed each other and felt, um, yeah, it was embarrassing. But outside of that, I thought it was a really solid game. The um, power play was really the only thing that uh, Nashville had there from the scoring point of view. And uh, Dallas just seemed to come to life later in the game. They lead the league in... Uh, comeback wins and I mean they should why they just seem to be built to play the full three periods where it seemed like Nashville kind of slowed down a little bit towards the end what assholes thought this was a good idea I just mean? I'm just saying like in Dallas come on man like in the Cotton Bowl we know the ice conditions were going to be bad and all that shit it's just it's just it was just a bad game to watch in my opinion just because I was watching like you said people taking pot shots and shit at the end and I mean, I don't know. I just felt like it should have been somewhere else. Because next year, I think it's going to be at the perfect place. Minnesota. The home of hockey. The home of hockey, yes. that's um. They, they came out and announced... Between, hockey, man. <laughs> the hockey. They came out and announced between, between the second and third periods, next year's is going to be in Minnesota. So they haven't announced the opponent yet, though. Jeff, who do you think the Wild are playing next year? 
I mean, I'm thinking it's going to be Winnipeg just because it's the closest and the, I think the biggest rivalry for them. Uh, I think it would be a, a good good matchup there, but yeah, the possibilities are endless, I guess. I, I really wanted Dallas but uh, so they could wear the North Star jerseys. Them, or, uh, or they would wear the North Stars and they'd be the regular Stars. Um, but I don't think after Dallas is playing this one that they're going to get a back-to-back game. They're not a uh, Chicago. They don't have that type of fan base. Speaking of Chicago, that's who I think the Minnesota Wild are going to end up playing in this game, but that's just my own personal opinion. I don't know. It's Chicago. It's the Winter Classic. They put them in every single fucking one of them they can. Why wouldn't they put them in the one with their closest team? I mean, yeah, I like... I mean, if you go baseball, it's either... Them, Boston, or Pittsburgh. Hey, the Caps might get the nod. You never know. Well, he said mine. I think it's Boston. I think having Boston against Minnesota in the Winter Classic, that'd be a fucking nice, like, way of just bringing in the New Year and bringing in, like, with two of probably the most historic teams. Not really the Minnesota Wild, but Boston Bruins. <laughs> yep. Yeah, not the Wild. I was going to say. So they showed the, the stuff from Miracle with uh, the Minnesota guys fighting with the Boston guys before uh, the game. That's what I'm saying. Like, what would be more? Yeah, so what would be more electric? The Midwest hockey. <laughs> yeah, what would be more electric yeah. than Boston against Minnesota hockey? Uh, I mean, the issue is Minnesota's in this game, so it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, but exactly. But it was a great week of hockey. It was a great week of all sports in general. But I'm glad. I'm glad that we're going to get close to this All Star break. I hope everybody gets back from injuries. Boys, do you have anything to add before we sign off? Well, we do need to pick games for next week. That's true. <laughs> See, wow, what's what, what's wrong? Do you miss Craig? I miss Craig. Craig probably does this better than me. Are you gonna cry? I kind of do. Okay. Well, you you are you gonna make picks? That's the real question. Well, oh oh, I'm gonna make some picks. All right then. So to kick it off, <laughs> so despite being a bitch and not being here, Craig did pick a game on. Let's see, on the 4th, so that is going to be on Saturday here. He picked Edmonton-Boston, and Craig has Edmonton winning 4-3 in overtime. I have to go with Boston in this one. I think Boston wins at 3-1. I think that Boston, um, despite the injury issues, can still beat the living hell out of Edmonton. I don't think McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be too big of an issue against the Bruins. I think they know how to shut that sort of stuff down. Jeff, what's your prediction for this game? I think Edmonton shows up. I think no goalie shows up, and it's like... uh... (laughs) go uh, six to five since my guesses on the scores have been so close. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, it, it's going to be a good one. I mean, Edmonton, uh, Edmonton's got the scoring power. They really don't have the goaltending in the back end. And, and I feel like these injuries to Boston kind of affect their, you know, defense a little bit there. Um, I, yeah, I think uh, Edmonton can pull it out. All right. Edmonton, six to five. They're up. I think I'm 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 thinking here. Don't do that. You might hurt yourself. I am. Yeah, man. My, you guys just go right off the cuff. Fine. Edmonton four to three. I was trying to figure out a way that Edmonton loses, but I think Edmonton's going to go four to three. I think you're right. I think the firepower is just going to be there for Edmonton. So you're just going to steal what Craig said and say it over. You really do miss him, don't you? I love him. God. There it is. I pronounced my love. All right. <laughs> Moving on to my game of the week. So on the same day, on Saturday, 
I have St. Louis and Las Vegas playing each other. Ah, son of a bitch. Two of the hotter teams in the Western Conference right now, obviously. Um, Obviously, each dealing with their own issues at this point in time, but two big bruising teams that are both going to be out for blood. Um, Two very fast teams. It should be an interesting game. I have Vegas winning this game 4-3. to Jeff, your thoughts? I mean, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Uh, St. Louis was on a roll. I don't, I don't know if the streak ended. They they had a nice winning streak together there, and then Vegas has been looking strong these last couple of games as well. Scoring them all around, getting the goaltending from Flower. Uh, he just uh, passed another person on, or I think he tied Cujo, so probably by the time this game happens, he'll be past him for wins. Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I'm going to go with uh, Vegas. Uh Three to one. All right. Wow. Got it. Okay. Well, for me, I think St. Louis is going to win three to one, the opposite of what my man Jeff over here said. I just think St. Louis just lost to a kind of like a game they should have won against Arizona, three to one. And they were on a hot streak. They were winning, they were on what, a four game winning streak. And then Las Vegas has kind of been winning here, losing there. So I think St. Louis here wants to just prove that they still got it and they can have a back-to-back Stanley Cup run, even though it's pretty early. But, I mean, is anybody playing better than the Blues right now? You know, you ask questions and we listen. Thanks, baby. All right, Jeff, your (laughs) game of the week. Let's do it. All right, mine's on Tuesday, uh, the 7th. It's Philly at Carolina, a battle of – Two teams fighting for playoff spot right now. They both would be they'd be in the wild card battle. Uh, I think they both would just make it uh, if the season ended today. But uh, two teams that are definitely outperforming what we thought they were going to do. Um, I know a lot of us thought that Carolina had that great season last year and that they were going to take a huge step back. They've been playing well this year. Both of these teams have had some solid winning streaks. They both hit some love patches uh, as well. Really more recently, but I do think that this one should be a good game. Um, you listen off all the guys we thought from Carolina that should make the uh, all-star game. And uh, Philly more or less seems like it's getting scoring from all around on the team. I mean, we've got Drew, but it doesn't seem like anyone. And Konechki, uh, the one who's going to the all-star game for them. But, yeah, it, it seems to be more spread out. I think um, Carolina's going to win it 4-2. All right, Shanuta, your prediction. I think I like Philly in this one. I think I'm going to go Philly 2-1 because Guru, I mean, my man Guru is having a, himself a season right now. So I think he's doing well. Also, you can't you can't, you can't, can't just look at Philly and be like, oh, there's Hart, there's Elliot. They have a whole bunch of pieces coming together. I think they're going to make a run to what they need to be in here. And the goals right now is, I mean, per game, they're both scoring a little over three goals a game. Uh, I think they will both want to put some emphasis on goal scoring and stopping it. So that's why I have a two to one, and I think Philly's coming in hot. That's Philly scum. All right. Well, I'm going to go Carolina three one in this game. I think Carolina's been playing some great hockey, and I think that uh, just with their tandem and net right now, they definitely have a chance to uh, to stop Philly in their tracks when it comes to goal scoring. All right. Should I go with mine? If you got one. Let's do it, baby. Lightning Hurricane. So I'm picking another Sunday, January 5th. So I'm picking another Hurricane game because I think here we talked about the Bruins injuries and all that. Um, I think now it's time for the Lightning to take charge of the of their division. I think right now we talked about how hot they can become as well as how good they are. 
with point and all those other pieces. So with me, I think I'm going to pick this game, and I think it's going to be an absolute shellacking, actually. I think it's going to be 4-1 to one, Tampa Bay, and they send signals to the whole league saying we're back at it. All right, Jeff, your take. I mean, I'm with you. Tampa Bay's on a nice little streak right now. Um, I think that, yeah, they're finally getting their shit together at the right time of the year. I mean, they after what they did that first uh, part of the season, they really need to get their, their act together and be able to do something. Um, I think they can win this game. I'm going 4-2. to two. I think they get, you know, an empty netter at the end to make it a bigger score, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game, too. I'm going 2-1 Tampa Bay. Son of a bitch, dude. You know Carolina just won that game now. Every other one we had, someone picked the other side. <laughs> this is bullshit. Wait, can we do this every time for the Penguins and make Jeff cry? Jeff's yeah, the Penguins well, I'll be happy about that, man. Fuck the Penguins. How dare you know so little about your co-host? I might start picking Penguins. He is a Penguins fan. Reason. Jeff, are you a Penguins fan? God, no. I will never... Tr- all Look right, I thought he was a. I thought you were a Penguins fan. Jeff's Jeff's view no. on sports teams is very confusing. I understand. We might have to do an entire like side story style podcast. Only the only just te- to decode. <laughs> oh, the only one I know is he's a Steelers fan, and that's fine with me. After that, we can figure it out. Figure it out. All right, boys. Well, again, I will try this one more time. <laughs> it was a great time, a great week for hockey. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying. Uh, your breaks. We're gonna be back at it. And uh, you guys have any final thoughts, Zach or Jeff? Stay breezy. Yeah, I mean, I mean check out some college hockey. UND is number one in the nation. All right. Well, that that just ruined everything. All right. So from all of us here, why go bar down when you can hit the five hole? Aim low, boys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.